There we go. There we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you are watching and listening to off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media on all our channel networks. I'm Mike Morales here in the heart of the St. Gabriel Valley at a sunny 70 degrees. That gentleman out there is Jim Johnston in Chile, Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> um, Jim, you and I have the distinction of being, uh, uh, of tasting and dissecting. This is going to be a first for Tequila Aficionado. You have watched us dissect agave spirits from around the world, especially in 2020, 2019. This is an agave spirit right here in Jim's backyard. That's right, baby. This is, this is an agave spirit made at um, Western Reserve Distillers in, in Ohio, right? Now tell me where, at, tell us where it's located. Give us the geographic indicator there. Uh, all right, so if you're in the city of Cleveland on the shore of Lake Erie, which is the northern part of the state of Ohio on our non-ocean coastline, <laughs> if you go a couple miles west, you're in a, a town called Lakewood, and that's where Western Reserve Distillers is. Well, um, I had an interesting conversation with uh, Kevin Thomas, who is the, the owner of, of the distillery, and it was interesting because offline – Jim and I were, were communicating, and, and, and Jim was talking about, um, uh, Jim has a, a, a whiskey of the month, a bourbon of the month club. You have something that you do with, uh, with friends and neighbors, and, and you were mentioning this Western Reserve and their bourbon and how good it was. And they have a 14-year-old bourbon that's phenomenal. Well, a couple of days later, um, Kevin reaches out to us and says, I want to submit my agave spirit. I know you guys only do tequila. And, and I said, I said, hold on a second. We do everything that's agave spirit. You know, that's, right. um, I mean, you and I had um, uh, in 2020, we had a, a special submission of the Illiga of the um, uh, Dewar's uh, a scotch that's yeah. aged in illegal barrels. And if you haven't seen that, you need to watch that review because it was really interesting. And, and Jim is a big scotch and whiskey guy, and, and he's, he's our guy who walks, walks me through some of the age spirits. So I'm, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's taste the juice and see how good it is. Then we'll give you all the ins and outs and tell you how it's made, okay? Look at that. Oh, do we have bubbles? Do oh, have there's plenty of bubbles. And it looks like a snow globe in these beautiful bottles. Uh, yeah, Jim is going to share with us his empties. Um, apparently, everything that everything that, that is comes out of this distillery is made uh, is bottled in those bottles. And you were telling me everybody saves those bottles. Uh, everybody say everybody around obviously in Ohio because first of all, not only is this the a tequila that I could actually get or not a tequila a agave spirit that I can actually get in Ohio, it's made in Ohio. Yeah, so um, I'm excited about that. But the bottles, every bottle is the same. The bourbon, the rum, they do a gin. Um, obviously, a lot of small craft distillers start with something you can produce in a couple of days so that they can make money while they wait for the bourbon to sit and, and take its at least four years to get where it's going. So um, they have a, a, a rum and a gin and uh, I believe a vodka uh, and, and organic. But the bottles for all those base products are the same. And people love the bottles. They've got these beautiful etched wood yep. um, stoppers on top of them. I, I mean, they're really nice with the, the B logo. And then just the, the round bottle. I use this rum bottle 
when I'm infusing stuff, because you can see it up on the on the bar, you can see all the fruit inside of it. It's nice and clear, and it's uh, it's really cool. It's very old school. I'm gonna whether the booze is good or not. I want to nominate this as a brand of promise nominee in just the the packaging of an agave spirit category because absolutely this is really, to me it's very unique. Um, yeah, and uh, and I it was interesting. He told me that all his bottles uh, come out of Mexico. Apparently, um, I did not know that. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to use my Stasso Jarrito. Uh, I can tell you, I just I just copped a I copped a a uh, a, a, a whiff. I copped a whiff, <laughs> and I kind of like what I smell. I like what I smell. So um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dissect this thing. Let's see what we got. My lighting here is not the greatest, but I'm hoping that we get some legs and tears, uh, some substantial or at least some some nice. It's a clean, I mean, just at first sight, it's clean, it's it's um, shiny. Wow. Wow. It, it, it's it's kind of just slowly cascading down the side. Yeah. Of the oh, oh, wow. I don't know if you can see that. Wow. Now, yeah, now it's coming down nicely. It's really just taking its own sweet time. It's got a lot of grip, actually. Yeah, it's just holding on to that. It's a... Uh, it's like it doesn't. There it goes. Now I'm getting my legs and I'm getting the tears. Wow. Okay. So visually, it's beautiful. It's it looks like any any uh, uh, any tequila that or agave spirit we've had before that that that's they you know they're they're going to stand behind their their blanco their unaged version. Right. So let's see. Really citrusy on the nose is what I'm getting right away. Mm-hmm. But it's bright for me. It, it is. It's a bright citrus. Um, touch of sweet. Yeah. Sweetness like an orange blossom with the citrus and, and yes. some zest. There's some zest. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I got to tell you, and I, I'm wondering, because I know you and I talked offline before we did this about how the process of where the juice comes from is going to affect how it presents on the nose. I think the flavor will, will match up a lot more. I think the nose probably gets lost in... in in a little bit of the process, just because of the the time between harvest and and fermentation, that well, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time here. I can tell right now because we've got some substantial information that I found out from Kevin and from where he gets his this product. Okay, but right now I'm I'm digging the nose. It's it's a uh, it's it's just it's just it's it's mild and pleasant. Yeah, and it's uh, very much smelling like a Highlands, you know, almost like a, but but it's much more pronounced. Um, it's not a it's not a muted nose. Let's put it that way. No. Yeah, and it is sweet. It's very pleasant. There, there's a there's a good. There's a you know I, I I've had some some really great. Uh, it reminds me of a tequila. When I say Highlands, there are several. There first of all, there's no. And I've said this before, there's no official designation of Highlands and Lowlands in tequila, okay? Not like there is in Scotch. Um, but when you talk about Highlands, a lot of people describe the, the cities and towns in that area, like Arandas would be considered that. Um, and this one reminds me of some tequilas I've had from a Totonilco, where the distillery and the, and, and the, the property where the agave grows is in that part of the Highlands. So, and it's not minerally like from where we get in a Matitan tequila that that um, that Rick and I just 
Gigon because it's more minerally. There's I don't see I don't smell any minerals. It's all it's all very sweet and like you said, zesty and blossomy. Yeah, and 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 just <clears throat> in the last minute, it's opened up a little so that the alcohol is coming through a touch. Yeah, and it's carrying a little bit more of that zest now, so that it goes from orange to a lime zest, a little bit more of a bitter citrus and a sweet citrus with that alcohol behind it. But it's it's not unpleasant with that alcohol coming into it. It's it's very robust. You know, and it's interesting. I I just I copped a whiff just taking the cork off, and just by taking the cork, I could have sworn I smelled agave. I don't smell the baked agave here so much as I'm I'm getting what what Jim is describing. So, and that's okay. That's all right. That's some you know. Uh, I'm tequilas that don't get that you don't have that that baked agave smell most often are 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 cooked in an autoclave. And uh, when I describe what this process is about, you'll understand where that's coming from. But I think we need to taste it. I, I, I'm digging the nose. I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm like, well, let's, let's charge in, shall we? <clears throat> wow. That is robust flavor right up front. But it was sweet at the entry. And then yeah. the explosion at mid-palate, there was an explosion of pepper. Yeah, white pepper. Wow, what a finish, man. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, hey. a, that's, a, that's a nice long finish. Yeah, holy moly. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And, and, and the thing about it is that, that lack of baked agave on the nose translates a little bit to the flavor profile, but I'm getting all the same things we typically like from a Blanco exactly. without the strength of the agave. It is there, but it's underlying. Yes, and that's why I say it's, it, it, it reminds me more of tequilas I've had from a Totonilco versus Arandas versus a Matitan. So, it, so it's more, uh, uh, it's more um, uh, aromatic then, then you know, and then the flavor is is very. I tell you what, I think it a side by side with some of the really, it'll stay, it'll it'll hold its ground. I'm really yeah. really impressed. That that white pepper kind of um, it it also has a citrus zest to it, um, and they use a they use a very cool hybrid copper pot still, and. Um, you can kind of taste that little bit of sweetness up front, the white pepper mid palate, then that pepper kind of lime zest in the back that leads to that long finish. Now that second, but on the second intake, I got a little bit of a, a just a just a slight bitterness on the back of my palate, but it's not bad. It's it's actually it's weird. It's almost like this would be a caramelized agave. Sometimes you get when when agave gets caramelized too much, you get that bitterness on the on the back end. It's not unpleasant. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's there. Holy moly! I, I didn't honestly, know what to I didn't know what to expect either because I just didn't know how the process would would change this. But I'm even picking up just a hint of. That white pepper with that that lime zest, which is a little bit more bitter than sweet, gives it just a little bit of that kind of baked note right on the roof of my mouth. But that's it. It's subtle, but it's 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 not it's not absent. It's there. 
No, it's not off-putting. I got to tell you, it's not off-putting everything. You know what this reminds me of? This is a guy with spirits we had last year from other countries. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Agave spirit we had from uh, from Peru called Akara. They're coming to the United States, folks. So if you're if you're in California, we highly recommend that they're Brands of Promise winners. But this reminds me, it's it's beefy. It's a, it's really got a great mouthfeel. Yeah, it's there. Let me explain what where they're getting this stuff. Okay, I know that uh, some folks who have been watching us for a while, this may take a while, but listen up. You know that there are lots of other people who are distilling agave spirits in the United States. I know of one in Arizona. You, you uh, off camera, we were talking about um, a gentleman, uh, J.B. Wagner, who was the first one to actually distill agave grown in Temecula, California, and had his own product at a higher ABV. I think it was close to like, it was 100 proof or something. And he got, he got a... a he got some wide distribution, but he got a lot of flack at the beginning because he wanted to. He was based in Temecula, California, which traditionally is wine country. Okay, yeah. it's on the if you're if you live anywhere in Southern California, it's like the going the back way to Palm Springs and San Diego. You run through Temecula, so he got a lot of flack from the CRT. He was the first one to get flack from the CRT because he wanted to call it Temecula. They said no, you can't do that, and they and so he had. What's that? Too close for them. It's too close. Yeah, we the and the and the CRT, the governing body of tequila, said no. It's going to confuse people. You know, we don't. What they're really afraid of is that it's going to take away a little bit of their market. Okay, so JB called it JB Wagner's Agave Spirit. You know, and and he got some play, and and now I don't think he's doing anything with that anymore. And and that was the he was the first one to make a, a big splash. Then there are other distilleries around the country who were using, they were using an agave spirit. Uh, well, the, the other one, let me let me go back and tell you that the one legitimate tequila made with a small distiller or a micro distiller, I don't even call them a micro distiller, is Charvet Distillers in, in Central California or Northern, I believe. And they actually make their tequila at La Altena where they make El Tesoro. And they do that in conjunction with with uh, Felipe Camarena, or uh, sorry, Carlos Camarena, and and that's a legitimate, that's a legit tequila. Also, there's another one in L.A. Uh, based in Los Angeles called Isha, and they make theirs at a distillery in Mexico, but it's organic as well. Now, this is this is his process. Kevin Kevin Thomas is the the owner of of Western Reserve, and I had a good chance to talk with him. I took notes. The short story goes like this. He gets an agave product. It's like an agave concentrate. Okay, this is this is brand new. A lot of people in the business who who have done tequila for a long time don't know about this. It's called the Terra Group. I looked them up. They're online. They have a a a factory in the highlands of tequila in the highlands of Jalisco, and they what they make is they make inulin. For big pharma, they make uh, agave sweetener, and they they make a concentrate for uh, micro distillers. This concentrate, oh by the way, they are kosher certified and organic. Okay, this distillery is organic. Are organic, yeah. These are yeah. organic products. And so so is this product. Uh, Western Reserve is an organic distillery, 
and they do carry on the neck right there, they've got the USDA seal. This is an organic agave spirit. So not only is it an agave spirit, it's an organic agave spirit. So they've they've completely gone the other direction. And, I, and the gentleman who, who makes Isha, I asked him once, I said, why is everything you do organic? And he says, simply, it tastes better. So that's that's the reason why. And I got to agree, this agave spirit's amazing. So yeah. this, this is how the process works, okay? It you you can you can catch them online. It's called the Tierra Group. Find find their website. They are completely transparent. They give you a slideshow. You can go through the whole factory. My understanding is, and they tell you there, they grow their own blue agave. It is blue agave. They meet all the standards for agave syrup set forth by the Mexican government. So they are using the guidelines of the Mexican government, then going above and beyond by getting certified organic, and they are not using uh, bioagricert. They're not using an organic, um, uh, an, organic, an organic certifying agency based in Mexico. They're using one from Germany, and, and I'm familiar with the one in Germany because they're like, they're strict. You um, have to have your soil pass over a long period of time. I mean, that, that process is very robust. Yeah, so the agaves that they use are five-year. That's what they say, minimum five year. Okay. My, I would suspect because they're making inulin and they're making the agave syrups that they're using a diffuser. You don't see that. Um, you don't see the diffuser on, on the pictures, but I know it's got to be there. Okay. And that's okay because in order to get the USDA approval, they can't use the, the acid. Okay. In order to get the kosher certification, it doesn't matter if they use the acid or not, okay? Because right. that's a whole different animal. But, um, but in order to be USDA certified, they can't use acid, so they're using the very hot water to to mulch this thing, get all the juices. If you know what you've talked, we've talked a lot about this diffusers. We know how they work. If you're not familiar with them, go up on tequilaaficionado.com. We explain it all for you. Um, if for those of you who are taking the consumer catador course, we explain it there as well. So they make a concentrate that that comes in 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 like this plastic, huge plastic container, and that's what the Western Reserve is using. It is not the syrup. I had talked to Kevin Thomas, and he said, you know, we've tried using using the agave syrup. And that's what people are, what, what some of these distilleries are fermenting and distilling. And he says, I don't care for it because it reminds me of my rum. It reminds me of rum, like rum made out of molasses. Yeah. So he didn't like the flavor profile or the mouthfeel. So he goes one step further. He goes, I know I pay a little bit more, but it's worth it in the final outcome. Yeah. And, and this is the outcome. This is, this is, I got to have another, another I'm I'm so impressed. I'm this, impressed with this too. I was I was a little I was worried for two reasons. Number one, this is an Ohio small business. Right. I'm sure they're Cleveland Browns fans. I didn't want to have to have say anything <laughs> bad about them. And for anybody watching this, the Browns just beat the Steelers a few days ago. Life yeah. is good up here. Uh huh. I didn't want to be like, ah, oh, this is just not hitting the mark. This is hitting the mark. Um, I am I am I agree with me here. Brand promise nominee. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this is, I tell you what, 
this is going to warm the cockles of of diehard purists yeah. in, in tequila and mezcal and agave spirits, okay? Because I've made no bones about it, and, and Jim knows this to be true. You know, if, if it doesn't pass muster, there are, there are tequilas that don't taste this good. And we've right. had them. We've had them. We've had them. And, and honestly, I think, especially this Blanco, just tasting this, and, and, and it, it is a robust flavor. It, 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 is not, it is not overwhelming. It's a robust flavor. But I think this, with some sweet and citrus in a cocktail, this will hold up against it so that you don't lose the, tequi- the, the spirit at all. Right. But it will complement that sweetness because the sweetness on his nose is not there as much on the palate. But no. the, 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 the pepper and the uh, citrus zest and a little bit of that bitterness with, with the sweetness of some fresh lemon or lime juice and a, and a hit of agave syrup would be delicious, I think. That finish, that warm fuzzy, holy cow, man. I got to tell you, I, I right now, you could put this in a Paloma. All these traditions, oh, wow. you, you won't even lose it. You won't lose it in a margarita. This is this almost reacts like a like a like a higher proof. It's only eighty proof, right? This so this has got the character of some of the high proof that we've high proof tequilas that we've had, right? And just you know, even even uh, uh, like a like a tequila and soda. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I don't know what what's the price point in in Ohio for this thing. You know what? I can tell you that. Um, usually we don't know, but. Jim knows everything. I know. If it's from Ohio and it <laughs> what I'm spending at the liquor store, I know. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you right now what the price point on this is. Um, it is. You know what? Uh, it, it, it is not yet listed with the state of Ohio. So this is on its way out to the shelves, but it hasn't been it hasn't been updated in the Ohio Liquor Control Board's. Um, Again, tequila aficionado scoops everybody. We scoop everybody. I'm I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess based on what I'm seeing here that the Blanco is going to fall in the high 30s to mid 40s range, and the Reposado probably approaching the 50s. With you know what? Worth every penny. I agree. And I agree. wider distribution. I'm telling you, don't be alarmed, folks. Uh, for those of you who are diehard fans, I'm telling you, this is going to hold up. If you look, I love the bottle. I love what it stands for. Blanco Agave Spirit, proudly displayed. It's organic. It's this is oh my god. And then the, the finish. I can't yeah. say enough about the Blanco. Now, yeah. here's the thing. We're about ready to sign off here because I know we've been talking, but we have another, we have their reposado to do, okay? Jim was saying, I, I want their bourbon. And and um, I, talking to Kevin Thomas, the owner of Western Reserve Distillers, he says, I, I'm sure he's resting his agave spirit in his own his barrels. barrels. right? His bourbon barrels. So I'm anxious because, you know what? I may have to join your group just to get a, get the bourbon. Because, you know, <laughs> come on down, man. We're, we're, we're open to everybody. And I, 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 would, I would imagine just given, and I follow them on social media, um, their bourbon, the, the, the post I saw today, their 14-year-old bourbon just got picked up by a very high-end bar and restaurant in Kentucky. 
Oh, wow. In the middle of the bourbon trail. And I mean, this place, I, I've actually been to this place. They don't mess around with what's on their shelf. So the 14-year-old bourbon is um, is something that really is well done. And I would imagine, you know, he's got a four-year-old bourbon. He's got a 14-year-old bourbon. He's got a 10-year-old, I believe. Uh, I, I don't think they are wanting for barrels, though, to rest the reposado in. So we shall see. We shall see. So that's our take on Western Reserve Distillers Agave Spirit Blanco. Highly recommended. Brand of Promise nominee for the United Absolutely. States. That you know, and I love, I I love the fact that he took the time to really get the process down right, and where he's getting his 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 prime material, because. Not everybody's doing it that way. Some people are just slapping, you know, distilling molasses and slapping something on it and putting it on the shelf next to, Don, you know, Don Julio. And yeah. this is this is really worthy. I, I think uh, I think it's a testament to what's what's coming up soon uh, for agave spirits in the United States. Um, follow us. Uh, follow our, our agave spirits around the world because our next. Our next piece will be Agave Spirits in the United States, and you can bet this guy and this distillery is going to be a main part of, of that breakdown. So watch for it. That's our take on Western Reserve Blanco. I'm Mike Morales here in, in <laughs> I almost said where I was before, in Southern California. That gentleman out there is? Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. You've been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media. Join us on all of our platforms Say hi, follow us on Instagram. Hey, subscribe to us on YouTube, listen to us on iTunes. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>